Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com with another one of these 101 videos, and this will be called The Cost of Living 101. So this is kind of more of a synthesis of many of the other ideas I've talked about in the other 101 pieces. So if you haven't listened to them either as a podcast or as a video or as a video on the Facebook page, YouTube, wherever, make sure you listen to the other videos, audio in this series, because it'll help. But basically what I'm talking about here is the cost of living, because the cost of living has a lot of effect on what goes on politically, economically, etc. One way to think about it is this. The higher the cost of living, the more just paying to survive eats up of your income, which means you have less discretionary income, means you have less money left over to do other things with, meaning you can either save it, which when you save money, it gets invested somewhere else in the economy, helps you start new businesses. It could be consumed. You could go use it to go to a local movie theater or, you know, some new entertainment industry might pop up because you have time and resources to go enjoy yourself. That's what comes out of discretionary income. All the good stuff comes out of your discretionary income, meaning the money you have left over after you've paid for the basics. So anything that kind of increases the cost of the basics, the cost of housing, the cost of getting yourself educated so you can go get a job, the cost of food is going to generally have an impact on the economy because it lowers everyone's discretionary income so they have less money to save, which can then turn into investment, or less money to consume, which also helps us create new consumer industries, etc. So the cost of living is a big driver of economic outcomes. I mean, if you take a look at many economic theories... Uh, from back in the day, they oftentimes focused on one aspect of the cost of living. One of the original business cycle theories took a look at the sun and how the sun moved and how it affected crop yields and how that would affect food prices and crowd out other expenditures. Uh, I think Henry George looked at the prices of land, how that would affect housing prices and crowd out your, you know, that would make housing costs more, which would crowd out your discretionary income. But all these things contribute to the same thing. Cool. So now we understand why this is important, why the cost of living is important. Let's talk about the things that drive up the cost of living. One, taxes. Now, and that is twofold. One, taxing your income means you have less discretionary income because that's just income you don't have. But two, the taxes on the businesses you buy stuff from ends up increasing their prices in many situations. Okay, and basically since they have to charge you more, you get to keep less of your income. Okay, so you're getting hit twice, one from taxing your income and two in the higher prices of the goods that you buy. Regulations. Regulations, there's a cost to regulations. It's not just the cost of, hey, if you break the rules, you get fined, but also the cost of hiring the lawyers to make sure that you understand the regulations, especially when they get really complicated. Um, The time that you have to wait to get certain approvals and licenses and permissions and the opportunity cost of those times. And this increases the cost of doing business, which then turns into higher prices when you're buying food, when you're buying anything. So regulations, taxes, government lending programs. So when you take a look at especially like education and housing, when the government guarantees banks' ability to lend for a particular purpose, more money is going to be going to that area, okay? So we say, hey, we're going to guarantee banks if they lend you money for student loans, a lot more money is going to go to student loans, and that's going to end up pushing tuition prices up. 
And if you say, hey, we're going to guarantee banks making you a loan for housing, well, a lot more money and a lot more credit is going to be going to housing and it's going to push up the prices of housing a lot more, which also generally means there's an opportunity cost. That means that credit is not going somewhere else. Um, so somewhere else is being starved of credit, theoretically. But housing, education, those are parts of your cost of living. So government lending programs can have that effect because they're guaranteeing, they're, they're diverting credit which is going to have a price impact on those particular goods and services. And oftentimes they do this for the things that people need most. So, you know, regulations are eating up your cost of living. Taxes are eating up your cost of living. Uh, Government loan programs are eating up your cost of living. Inefficiency eats up your cost of living when it comes to government. When government participates in wars it doesn't need to or has a very... or bad diplomacy, that can influence the cost of goods between nations, could influence the budget deficits that we run, which means more taxes down the road. All these things will eventually translate into higher prices for you. And when you take a look at war, it does it in lots of different ways. Not only the increased taxes that come from the, the levels of spending that are needed, or the deficits that lead to future taxes, but also... Um, the fact that you need resources, the steel that's used to build tanks and weapons and whatnot, and all these resources and labor are now used from other parts of the economy, which means labor is more scarce, certain resources are more scarce than they otherwise would be, making them more expensive, affecting your cost of living. So all these things affect your cost of living, and what happens is that when that gap shrinks, that discretionary income gap shrinks, 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 not only it hurts the economy, but then it also make, creates more demand for government, puts more pressure on people saying, hey, we need government to help us out. But the problem is when government jumps in to help out, it creates more demand for spending, which creates more demand for taxes. And then that gap just keeps shrinking until more and more people find themselves on the wrong side of being able to afford the cost of living and well-being and poverty. So point being is that government cannibalizes the cost of living if it runs away in many different ways and it all adds up together and when you look at it it doesn't look like any one piece is doing a tremendous amount of damage but altogether it really adds up so hopefully this was food for thought i'll talk to you guys later this is alex merced from alexmerced.com if you guys like what i'm doing please do uh, become a supporter at donate.alexmerced.com